With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, Kool-Aid drinkers out there? We're back here with the Detroit Kool-Aid podcast. I'm here with my man, Big Hughes. What up, though? We're here today heading into the Combine talking about our Detroit Lions free agents. Um, be coming up right after the Combine ends before we get to draft time. So, um the Big Hughes has some names on the Detroit Lions roster that uh, he wants to discuss about who we should keep, who we should get rid of. Hughes, lay him on me. Absolutely. So now that we got the biggest off-season question taken care of was whether to tag or not to tag Ziggy, now that that's out of the way, we need to look at the rest of the roster, whose contracts are up, who we think's worth it, and who we don't. So the four main guys that I'm looking at who <clears throat> contracts up are – Cornerback Devin Lawson, center Travis Swanson, linebacker Tahir Whitehead, and then defensive tackle Lodi Nada. So I'll start off with Nada, and then I'll shoot it back to you, and you can pick one of the guys. So obviously at the start of last year, you know, the defense played somewhat good. And it seemed like the Fox or whoever, CBS, whoever did the game, always pointed to, you know, Nada played then, now he's not playing type of thing to make a difference, but... I mean, at this point in the dude's career, he's close to 34 years old. He's probably going to want a decent size contract. At this point, I'm fine with letting him walk, especially with the depth that's in the draft this year. Letting him walk and see if we can't find a replacement or more rotational guys to go up up front with uh, a shot. Yeah, the, the season he's, he's 34. That's what you said. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. That surprises me. I, he always comes across as even older than that. Um, you know, real productive early in his career, not not so much, and just been hurt a lot. So I, I'm with you there. Uh, you know, I'd like to move forward, especially at the price tag he's been asking. You know, if he's willing to do us a favor, just kind of finish out his career here. You know, he is a good locker room leader and stuff like that. So I'm with you on Haloti. Um, I'm going to take Tahir Whitehead. Um, I don't even know. I'm... I'm I'm 50-50 on Tahir. I, I love that he he seems to uh, be able to play all the positions. He seems like he's out there quite a bit. He seems like a well-conditioned athlete, but he can't cover. <laughs> and yeah. I need I need an outside linebacker that can cover somebody. And uh, so with Davis now, I'd really be looking to probably upgrade in free agency uh, first and foremost. Um, if we can keep Tahir at a good number and he could just move down a peg or two and be our third, fourth linebacker, um, I'd love that. But him starting or him out there too often, I think I got to upgrade whether it's in the draft or free agency. So, no new, no names right on the tip of my tongue here, but definitely looking yeah. to uh, probably allow him to either walk or try to sign him back at a decent deal. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you on that. I think we've talked about this before with Whitehead. Like he's, he's a decent, like average starter, but uh, he never, he's not a playmaker. He doesn't do anything on defense to get the ball back. You know, he's just kind of there to make tackles, whatever. And, you know, I don't know. You know, I think we've seen, we've seen him at his best, and I'm just not sure if that's good enough anymore. So, two guys left, of course, because I have the mind and the gut of the offensive line, and I'll go ahead and talk about my boy Travis Watson. Yep. So, uh, so, we've had 
you know, we went from probably the most infamous center in all of Detroit life history, Mr. Raviola himself, to Swanson. Um, he's been very, very inconsistent. I mean, obviously he had a great year last year, um, except for it ended an injury, he had to miss a playoff game, yada, yada, yada. But this year I felt like he, he tech, you know, he took one step forward and then came back this year with two steps backwards. Like, I, it was a, it was a terrible year for him. Um, Based on the couple games that Glasgow had to play center, Glasgow's a better center than Swanson is. And I just think that Lions are better upgrading one of the guard positions, letting Swanson walk. Even though he's only 27 years old, he's fairly new, but he was a, he's a middle-round draft pick. He's starting to play like it. And I think the center is probably the most important position on the field for, for offensive linemen because they got to set the coverage. And I just think he made too many mistakes. The run game is stagnant. You gotta get you gotta get fresh faces, new bodies in there, and I think he's gonna be a casualty. Um, you know, they, they say that this this draft is pretty deep with guards and centers, so you know there's there's a handful of guys, especially out of the Big Ten with Billy Price. I know there's a, a big guy from Iowa people love um, that are gonna be available. I think that's their best option is to uh, you know look at one of those guys in the third or fourth round and replace uh, Travis. Yeah, what's crazy about Swanson is he was. Wasn't he amazing his rookie year, then terrible, then good again? And then, like you say, these injuries are no joke with the concussions. So, yeah. I mean, so far, he was, we're kicking everybody out of town. we got to have some yeah. people play these positions. But <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to agree again that uh, Bill Swanee there is, uh, is fine to move along uh, in my book. The, the weird part, too, is, like, like, I think he started every game, you know, in college, you know, was – was this really like intelligent slash uh, just good college player? And uh, I don't know. It just seems like it hasn't translated. Uh, I haven't noticed any difference when Glasgow's in there. It's not you know a lot better uh, yeah. from just the the push that he gets and the you know he seems to still be fine with all the calls and all that. Remember that's what like you said that's what Rayola always got credit for. He makes the great calls. Yeah, but he couldn't push anyone around. You know we need some big bodies in there. So. Yeah. Um, you know, so we got we got three guys basically headed out of town. Who, who else we got? Nevin Lawson. Lawson, yep. All right. Well, I think you hit me with today that there's some good free agent corners out there. Um, mm-hmm. There's also a, a few in the draft, depending on how it all falls, how the ball, how the board falls. Um, I want to say, was it Lawson or Diggs that had the really good ratings for a PFF? Was it was it Lawson? Oh, was it big? Yeah. Okay. So, Nevin Lawson, I know he's he usually he's got a lot of penalties, but I, but I do feel like he's been a pretty decent ball player. I mean, everybody has him walking out the door, but between Lawson, Tease, and and Darius Slay, kind of makes me feel good about you know three corners there that can uh-huh. you know I don't know you want him as your starter, but you know corners don't come cheap either, so. Yeah. yeah, if you want a good one, you're gonna to have to go out and pay. And we've already paid a few people, like you said, getting Ziggy locked up was uh, uh you're gonna determine a lot of other things. So, um I hate to say it, but I'm gonna make it four out of four. I think Nevin Lawson, uh as much as I think, you know, he could be part of that rotation, he's just not valuable enough to, to shell out for. So if he can get yeah. on the open market he can go. Um but like I say, I you can't have too many young corners, but you can never have too many corners. So yeah. I think that we can go find one free agency, um, get one of these mid-tier guys that has proven himself but isn't you know a top-flight guy. And uh, like I said, I think I can't remember where I wrote it. I might even wrote it today when I was watching the uh, 
the Matt Pratt uh, press conference from the Combine, I said, I'm looking for Keys to take a big step in year two. I feel like Darius Slay was a kind of an off-the-radar, no one's talking about him after year one. But he did the exact same thing. He had size and uh, coming in, he didn't play much. I don't remember as a rookie, or if he did, he didn't play that well. And then in his second year, he took this huge leap, and he was just out there all the time, and then he's only got better. And I feel like Keys has an opportunity to do that. I mean, he made plays at Florida on the football, which is what we need. Is he the fastest guy? No. But the way he looks and the, and the way that he played in college, I think you drafted him in the second round. I think he's a guy that you can go out there and, you know, expect bigger things from this year, uh, and that's what, that's what I'm doing. So, um, you know, I'm going to let Nevin Lawson walk, and I'm going to try to uh, see what Keyes does, and I'm going to add in some some proven guys however I can. Yeah, <clears throat> so I I think we're going to agree four out of four on this one because I'm with you. I think uh, <clears throat> Lawson's got to walk. Um, you know, a couple things happened today with the press conferences. I think it was Bob Quinn who talked about how, uh, Tees and, and, uh, Agnew both stepped up big last year and he's looking for bigger, you know, roles for them within the team this year. So I feel like bringing a guy like Nevin back, you're just kind of pushing those guys back. And then when our, when our boy Matt Pat came to the, the podium, he was asked about the old Butler boy over there in uh, New England. He talked about how much he loves Malcolm Butler. So, you know, all, all the national media, everybody's pointing to Malcolm Butler signing with Detroit and, you know, if that's the case, I'd, I'd love it because I think we've talked about this in podcast before is, you know, that nickel cornerback position, the third corner, is becoming just as important as your linebackers because how how much, you know, teams are playing nickel defense. So, you know what, if i got to throw out Malcolm Butler, Darius Slay, and T. Tabor as my three cornerbacks, I'm feeling pretty good, especially if, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins signs with Minnesota. Now we're in a conference with Cousins and Aaron Rodgers and, you know, whatever that Trubisky turd's name is in Chicago, but – you know, it's a league where the people throw the ball around, so you can never have too many corners. Think about a few years ago when we had to sign practice squad guys to come out and play games, and every game for the end of the year we were trying to figure out who was starting at cornerback because we didn't know anybody. Right. So I just right. so I just think, like, and one of the one things I loved about last offseason, now it didn't, didn't necessarily pan out as we hoped, but the contract that they gave DJ Aiden last year was I thought was brilliant because it was mostly like a, a – you know, incentive-based contract, and I feel like there's a lot of similar cornerbacks on the market this year as there was last year with Hayden, guys like uh, Prince Amakamara, you know, Pat Robinson, um, you know, different guys like that who could be looking for a one-year incentive-based contract to come and improve themselves. So even if you can throw in a guy like that, add them with Agnew and, you know, <clears throat> Keith Saber, and if you get Butler or if you, you draft another guy, but – yeah, I mean, you're going to carry probably five corners on your roster, so you might as well make sure that there's five guys that you want to play for you. So, bye-bye, Nevin Lawson. We'll see you. Well, I want to just jump on a couple quick things you said. So, uh, please tell me that uh, Malcolm Butler is not going to have one of the biggest chips on his shoulder in the NFL next oh. year for what happened. He's going to be ready to play some ball, right, no matter who who gets in or, or how he goes. But the other thing you threw out there was, was Agnew. Like, i got to be honest. I, I don't even ever think of him as a uh, as a corner. Am I the only one? Right. Like, they, no. they just kind of they made him a gimmicky player. And I, I remember hearing Daniel Jeremiah, I think, talk about him where 
he he talked about him before the draft and said, I went out to, I think it was San Diego State is where the kid is from, and he said, I saw this Agnew kid, and he's got ridiculous speed. He just makes all these plays. He'd be a great punt returner. So when the Lions took him, I kind of knew who he was, but I don't know. I just, I guess I haven't seen enough and don't even think of him as a corner. So when I heard Quinn say that today, too, I was kind of like, huh, we really got to see maybe what we have here because right now I just felt like we had a a fifth receiver slash running back slash gimmick player, but he does play corner. He has done it in college and uh, could be an interesting guy there, like you say, depending on on what you do with guys like Hayden and Lawson and all these people. So um, he's a guy to sort of keep on the outskirts of the radar, but don't forget about him because it would be nice to have a third, fourth corner that can also do some things on the offensive side. That would be nice. Yep, and the and the other thing about these four guys that we talked about shipping out, and uh, you know, a, a thing to remember is all these guys are not Quinn guys. These are these are guys that are left over from Mayhew Mayhew's draft. So I think that's gonna that plays a part in it too. That you know some of these guys might have been starters for us in years past, but I mean we want to get to the point where these guys you know are more depth players than starters, and I think that starts with letting them, letting them walk in as you build that depth. So see ya.